This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's raining in Manchester, shock, so get your hoods up because it's FA Cup weekend. Hood, Ersfield, town are the visitors to Manchester on Sunday, but how seriously will City take this year's FA Cup? It's Friday the 5th of January, I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Howarth. And this is the City Report Podcast. Well then, Adam, welcome to the show. Um, Happy New Year. I'm I'm sticking with it for the rest of this week as we get past the 7th. I think that's probably time when you stop saying Happy New Year, but Happy New Year. Welcome back. Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, happy to be back. Uh, Hopefully, one of my my, um, hopes for the year is getting getting more involved with all the things I'm doing, push myself a bit further, so hopefully I can get more involvement on the show. Love that. You've said it now, so you're going to have to do it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. out in the universe. Um, it's like me saying I'm learning German. I've said it on this show, so every month I'm going to, not that any listeners will actually care, I'm going to do a monthly recap of my German lessons. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll get straight into it then, because it is um, a match preview. It feels like, even though it's only been about a week, it feels like City haven't played for a good chunk of time, such has been the sort of the frequency of matches in that festive period. Things, I guess people already know the schedule, but things are sort of um, easy, easing off a little bit going into January. I think there's only a possible the possibility of four matches throughout the entire month. That's if City progress in this FA Cup. But um, I guess we'll start off by taking it back to last season. FA Cup, you know, the City's last game in this competition was a pretty good one. Um, beating United, obviously, at Wembley in the final. Do we think that's the best FA Cup triumph of all time? We, we can be biased, but not many teams have beaten their local rivals in an FA Cup final to go and win the treble with the only team who've ever done it in, in English football history before that, the team they beat in the final. Yeah, you said it yourself there. 
that that won't be topped. I don't think because the the unlikeliness of um, a Manchester derby FA Cup final to get the first ever one in a season where City are going for a treble to do what United did. Um, I know they they yabbering on about Buzz Aldrin, but uh, <laughs> to go and do it better than they did as well. To score after twelve seconds, not only that they could have stopped it, but we scored after twelve seconds. Mm. And and even if you look at the run itself, we beat Chelsea and Arsenal on the way to that. Um, and who was in the semi final? Oh, Sheffield United, yeah. Sheffield um, United, yeah. But but yeah, it was an impressive run. Ortega's clean sheets run was only stopped in the final by a very dubious penalty. Um, mm. So yeah, that, that's definitely going to be very hard to top for quite some years. So. Um, well, let's see what this year brings for the FA Cup for City. Well, yeah, I, I just want to touch on that because it's it's obviously a competition unlike the League Cup, which starts earlier on in the season. You do get to January and it does almost, it is a bit like New Year, New Me um, in, a, in a football club sense. Like no matter what's gone on before it, the FA Cup represents this chance, um, particularly for those teams who have struggled a little bit, you know, looking at Manchester United, for example, to that there is still that promise of silverware. But how do you, how do you think City approach this year's competition? And I guess maybe... Doing the, I don't know, the cheeky thing of assuming City get past Huddersfield Town at home. We will speak about the opposition, but I'd, I'd say City are, are heavy favourites to progress against the, a relegation candidate from the Championship. But do you think it's a, a competition that City will put a lot of focus on this year? The easy answer is it depends on the draw. But I have, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking at it and thinking maybe this year this is is a dispensable competition. In fact, it depends what City do in January because I think if they let Calvin Phillips go without a replacement, then suddenly the squad is is very stretched. But I don't know where you're coming at it at the moment. I think I don't know if I can see City going full throttle. You know, you get to the fifth round, the quarterfinal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I think it's going to help how we're not in the Carabao Cup because last year we were in the quarters and we mm. played Southampton. That was when. The only thing we didn't win last year, um, <laughs> Nathan Jones stopping our yeah. treble. <laughs> um, he's gonna he's gonna be in city folklore forever now, isn't he? For definitely. all the wrong reasons. Yeah, um, but yeah, that Carabao when you get to the semis, you usually that's usually a couple of extra midweek games in the January, so your January looks a lot more hectic if you've progressed in the Carabao. So we've got a nice bit of break. Um, I know there's been question marks about the squad depth at City this season, having sold the likes of Palmer, Laporte, Gundogan, Mahrez, etc. Um, and even letting James McAtee go. Um, but I still think we've got decent enough depth now, uh, especially if we do replace Phillips in January or bring anyone else in, which seems unlikely. Um, but have it be, with, with City, with the, the, our second team, another, they all say you know, your second team could get Europe. <laughs> Question marks about that, but it's still a good second team. It should be good to, enough to be beating the likes of Huddersfield and lower league opponents. So that it should be a good opportunity to rest the key players give the fringe players a chance and ultimately we, we should be winning these games and if we get a I, I say it again to kind of taking it for granted is that we beat Huddersfield it won't be a walk in the park necessarily but um, I'm assuming that we will get past them because I'm confident in the mentality and the professionalism of a Pep Guardiola City team that we can go and get the job done and then hopefully that that same that same uh, calibre of players you know your Sergio Gomez your Phillips your Nunes Kovacic um, etc hopefully they can get their job done in the next round as well and then I suppose it just it depends on who else is left in the competition by that point when you get to the latter stages because then you get a realistic chance of a realistic assessment of uh, what your chances are of um, going all the way and you know a lot of mm-hmm. people I've seen saying City 
might be getting another treble, you know, it's, it's not off the cards. So you're, it's just one of those, and see how far we go, see what it's looking like near the time. But at this early stage, you got to just see, uh, beat what's in front of you, really, to be honest. Yeah, and it is a total cliche, but it it does depend on luck of the draw. And in fact, in a weird way, City didn't have much luck in the draw, especially in the early parts last season, as you reference um, Chelsea and Arsenal in round three and round four, respectively. But it was in that sort of the more hectic period around uh, February, March, April, where City did get you know some fortunate clashes. I think it was three championship teams in a row, uh, Bristol City, Burnley in the quarterfinals and Sheffield United. You know, had City drawn, I don't know, United in the semis or Brighton in the semis, last season could have looked a lot different because I remember going into that Sheffield United game at Wembley on the back of a, we're, uh, sort of not a win, so to speak, but progressing against Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena. And most of the squad looked like they were absolutely spent. They looked knackered and it would have been interesting to, you know, Deserby's high-flying Brighton at Wembley or United in a Manchester derby. So it w- there was luck in that sense. But but just looking through the draw for the third round, and it, it's far too early to be predicting City's route and, and whatever. But there are some big clashes. I think the, the biggest of which would be uh, Liverpool-Arsenal. Oh, sorry, Arsenal versus Liverpool. One of those teams immediately guaranteed to be going out. But there's a handful of all Premier League clashes. Crystal Palace-Everton, Brentford-Wolves, uh, Tottenham-Burnley. Um, by no means the most interested of games, don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's three Premier League teams already out. Even Sunderland-Newcastle, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already taken place. But there's there's a high chance that Sunderland could spring a, supply, uh, spring a surprise and then suddenly Newcastle are out. So it, it does depend. Um, I, I just wonder, though, just as a whole, though, going into it, and I, I'll, I'll throw a very difficult question in your way, Adam, but say, for example, there was an opportunity for City to go four in a row in a Premier League, but it meant sacrificing not only the FA Cup, because I think most people would probably come to terms with that, but also chances in the other cup competition, the Champions League. Is that something that you think, personally speaking, you'd like to see City doing? Obviously, we know Guardiola will, will try and win any competition he's in, but given the state of the squad, say for whatever reason there isn't a Calvin Phillips replacement, we're dealing in the back end of the season with, I don't know, 16, 17 first-team players, barring injury. Um, would you have a, a Premier League 4 P or back-to-back Champions Leagues and, and a, a cup double as well? It's a it's an impossible question to answer, I think, because <laughs> last nice, year was, nice. Last year was just so was just so good. It was just perfect. It was brilliant, and each competition has its own value. I mean, people forget these days about the FA Cup and what it symbolises in English football, because obviously mm. it's it's somewhat um, put down the list of priorities by a lot of the big clubs in this country, City included. Um, but like just seeing even watching the documentary about the statue and the the three players in the in the Mercer era just winning the FA Cup it means so much back then it was the it was almost the pinnacle mm. of English football so it deserves its own credit but to answer your question I think to do a four peat in the Premier League probably would just eclipse retaining the cups I think just because no one's ever done the four peat um, I'm right in saying that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, in the Premier League. Like United have done the three-peat a few times, um, a couple of times, I don't know. But um, yeah, to do the four-peat, I think it, it would boil some more, um, boil some more <laughs> a, a delicate way of putting it. It would annoy some people, some rival fans, yeah. if we did it. Because the fact that we've had a bit of a lacklustre start in, in some ways and we've got De Bruyne to come back and people are still worried that City might... Um, 
go on and do it and the fact that they've not that the likes of Liverpool haven't given themselves a big enough advantage yet they've not take, they've not capitalised on City being poor yet because we've still got our win streak to cash in as we all know mm. so <laughs> um, the 4P I think would, would just I'd say would just top it because the Premier League is the the most important thing and Pep has gone on record saying that in the past mm. Yeah, I, I think I agree. And I think even if it was just a straight up Champions League or Premier League, and, and typically speaking every year, I'd say the Premier League. But, you know, having had the taste of things last year in Istanbul, you know, City are reigning European champions. Personally speaking, I don't want to give that tag up and I know the players won't, but City will probably have a chance to win back to back Premier Leagues again. They might even, so back to back Champions Leagues again. They might even go and do it in, in later years. But it takes it takes a lot of effort to get to a position where you can win four Premier League titles in a row. And that is something that is unprecedented. But um, I guess football doesn't work like that. You don't get to pick and choose which trophies you win. You might win none. As we saw last season, you might win all of them. Well, nearly. Nathan Jones had plenty to say about that. Um, I guess that'll do for part one. We'll be back after the break to look ahead to the match itself. Uh, Huddersfield Town, if you didn't know, on Sunday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. A reminder, if you haven't already, this is the third episode of the week on Wednesday. We did a welcome back, sort of getting back into the swing of things, looking back at the Sheffield United victory. Yesterday, we went through the transfer window preview, what we may be able to expect coming throughout January. And today, we are previewing another match against a Yorkshire opponent, this time Huddersfield. Now, Adam, you and I were chatting a little bit before we got going about Huddersfield Town. Um, obviously, we have the benefit of, of being ex- uh, sort of having the exposure to the championship, living in this country. I know a lot of, of uh, listeners outside of the UK may not be up to date with England's second tier, but... Huddersfield aren't doing very well. They're currently sat 21st in the championship. They're three points of the relegation zone. They've conceded 44 goals and scored just 26. Um, 25 points from 26 matches as well. So averaging less than a point per game. This really should be a City win by a couple of goals, you should think. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, as I alluded to earlier, the, the depth at City, the quality we've got all over the all over the squad, even when you look beyond those key starting players, should be enough to get us through most games. And especially when against a Huddersfield team who's fighting relegation in the second tier, you have to expect mm. a City win. We've had so many um, wins in the past at this stage of the competition, you know, your Rotherham's, your Port Vale's, where we've obliterated them and got the job done. So you can't expect anything less of City there. If it was Wigan Athletic, it'd be a different story. But <laughs> Huddersfield, 
21st in the championship, you you got to expect a City win, especially at the Etihad. If it's away, it could be a different story. Mm. But at the Etihad, you, yeah, if anything but a City win would be very, very surprising. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to find some odds for this game um, because I imagine the heavily weighted in City's favour. Yeah, twenty eight to one bet three six five are offering. Ladbrokes are offering forty to one. Um, as always, disclaimer: bet responsibly. But that is that is uh, that is certainly hefty. Even the draws coming at sixteen to one on both of those um, betting websites. But um, Huddersfield are an opponent City have played. Kind of recently, um, 2019, I think was the last, yeah, 2019, last time they played them, 3 0 victory away from home. But, you know, we even go back to that season as well, 6 1 at home. I remember a delightful uh, Sergio Aguero chip, um, start of the 18 19 season. So Guardiola has played this team. They're a very different team to the time Pep last sort of came up against them and City last came up against them. Being said, though, I reckon they're, they're what this is the thing I was going back to before when I was saying that the FA Cup represents a fresh opportunity for teams that have struggled. And I'm not for a second saying that Huddersfield will come to the Etihad and, and expect to play or even get a result. But what is it, tra- travelling 7,000 fans or something like that? It should be raucous. And, and having said that City will win by multiple goals, it could still be a, it, it could still be a contest. You know, City, yes, obviously heavy favourites, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is then going to go on and be like a 2-1 win or a 3-1 win or whatever it might be. They'll, what I'm getting at is it will be competitive. Yeah, I mean, coming against the treble winners, the champions of Europe, the champions of England, they're going to want to... Uh, go to their backyard and try and mm. put a, put a name for themselves because it'd be it's a televised fixture. They're going to want to show show what they can do, really, especially when they, they might want to restore some belief amongst the fans that they can stay up in the championship um, when it's obviously not looking good for them. So they'll come with a with a point to prove the FA Cup, the allocations you get for the away fans. They'll have a, a large chunk of that South standard, if not all of it. I'm not mm. actually sure how it works these days, but um, yeah, the fans will be up for it, the players will be up for it, and. It won't be a walk in the park for City, but like I said, you expect us to um, retain that professionalism and retain our, maintain our high standards. Um, but I did just see yeah. on the research in Huddersfield, the top scorer is a centre-back. Um, <laughs> he's got seven goals this season in the Championship. Two goals in his last two games, Michael <laughs> Hellick. Um, so mm. I don't know if that... I, I can't say I've watched any Huddersfield town this season, <laughs> but maybe that means they, they like a set-piece, they like a long ball, mm. traditional English football, so... Um, yeah. See how how the perfection of a of a pet possession based system can fare against that the likes of Michael Hellick. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting little stat there. I have watched Huddersfield on a, a few occasions this season through work, and um, yeah, it, it, my lack of knowledge on them sort of should tell you enough about how much they've stood out in matches because it usually has um, sort of incorporated a Huddersfield defeat. But l- let's switch attention back to City then, because um, I guess one of the only kind of really intriguing talking points heading into matches like this where City are heavy favourites is who we might expect to see play because it represents, I reckon, the first chance since possibly Red Star in the Champions League, but even before that, going back, maybe even Newcastle in the League Cup, where we will see wholesale changes or at least a sizable number of players come in and a sizable number of players go out. Um who are you expecting to see? Moreover, who do you want to see? I suspect maybe a certain Oscar Bob might make that list of players you, you'd like to see on Sunday. Yeah, I think Bob's the top of the list, really, because not only, even if you take out of the equation that Sheffield United game, 
he's an exciting talent who's done well in the in the past this season and like you said this is one of the first chances we get to have a proper rotation and Bob I think certainly earned a chance to start a game like this especially with the way he impacted the game against Sheffield United uh, you know that glorious David Silver-esque um, pre-assist <laughs> if you will um, mm. so yeah he's up there and then you know, I, I I don't take for granted watching Stefan Ortega because I, I love watching that goalie play. I mean, he, he barely gets a chance and being out of the Carabao Cup, he's not had much opportunities this season. So um, it'd be good to play see Stefan Ortega play. Um, and then obviously Calvin Phillips, will he get a go? It, with, with the question marks over his uh, future, I don't know if Pep will just say, yeah, I'm not even trusting you again. So just feels, but it, it would be... That's it, a weird one, isn't it? It'd be it? damning, because, wouldn't it? Yeah, because... I, I mean, I don't know when I expected Calvin Phillips to have left, but I, I kind of possibly expected things to be further down the line in terms of a transfer. What are we sort of even, you know, 5th of January, 6th, 7th of January, whenever it might be you're listening. Um, it looks, I mean, he is going to leave this this window barring a catastrophe or every single suitor pulling out and, and him rejecting the move, whatever. But it does feel a bit weird for him to play this match, doesn't it? Like it may be a little bit disingenuous. And I guess then I, d- I don't know the the rules off the top of my head, but would he be cup tied as well? To, so, I think so. Um, yeah. So if it is a Newcastle, then you know that could pose problems. It won't matter so much if he's signing for Juventus unless they uh, try and dabble into the FA Cup. But it it would be weird to see him play. Um, as much as I'd, I'd like to see it, to be honest, I, I just think it'd be a bit disingenuous. Yeah, I agree. To be fair, but. Um... Yeah, Calvin Phillips is a is an entire debate in himself for a variety <laughs> of reasons. But um, yeah, Sergio Gomez as well. He, I'm not sure you see any rumors about him leaving in January. It's just the the fact that he's he he so rarely gets a look in that you see that you you never certain that he's going to get a <laughs> get a start even yeah. in a game like this. But you you would expect him to get a start here. And Micah Hamilton is another one because mm. he did so well against Red Star. Um, not yet to start at the Etihad, yet to appear at the Etihad, I don't think. So, mm. um, against Huddersfield, will Pep trust him? You never know. So, because I think it, another another thing to consider is we've, we'll have had a week's rest by the time we play Huddersfield, and we've got, is it two weeks after that, or is it just a mm. week? I don't know. Yeah. But we like it, it could end up being, uh, it could end up being, um, City could play on the 13th against Newcastle if we get beat by Huddersfield it could end up being until the 31st City's yeah. next game because obviously they'll sit out the next FA Cup round Yeah so with, with all that rest before and after the game it's not that risky a move of Pep for Pep to play some of um, his more senior members of the squad so you wouldn't I, I mean I think he's going to play a strong team because Pep always does he don't think he's going to put out a whole B team but um, I think it'll just be those fringe players like your Kovacic, Nunes, Gomez, Ortega, probably Rico Lewis, just players of that of that ilk. Um, and then the main talking part that I'm surprised I've not mentioned yet is Kevin De Bruyne, because mm. um, I'm itching to see him back. And I think it's too it's definitely too early for him to start. So I just if he can get a solid half an hour off the bench, I'd be satisfied. Yeah, I, I did want to touch on that in Erling Haaland as well because we've seen um, he's back in training and. Do you think it poses a problem or a benefit the fact that City have such a reduced schedule going throughout January? So these players, you know, mainly De Bruyne, but also Haaland and Docker who have been out for a while too. Is it 
and I guess what I'm getting here is this is one of the only games you can really play them in to get them back up to some sort of speed before, well, yes, obviously before Newcastle, but even before the games go in later on in, in the month and then obviously into February. So I would be very surprised if we don't see at least two of De Bruyne, Haaland or Doku play, possibly even start. Yeah, I, I agree there. But and then the other thing is if we do beat Huddersfield, which is likely, if we get if we then get another lower league team or just like mm. a bottom half Premier League team in the next round, then they, what do you mean? If we we obviously will because <laughs> we we clearly rigged the draws. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get like if we, as long as it's not Wigan again. If they beat United, then <laughs> true, true. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get someone like a I don't even know who's left in it, but um, <laughs> I'll have a quick look at the uh, at the draw. Preston against Chelsea. Don't know if Preston will go through there. Mm, probably um, not. Maidstone. <laughs> I think that. I think even <laughs> that. I'll be, be pushing somewhere. it for City. To be fair, I don't. Think, I don't think we've ever had a non-league in my time watching City. Yeah, yeah. I think some heads would fall off at that. Um, yeah, it, it does. It does feel like there, this is an opportunity for for City to possibly get those players back up to scratch. Again, going back to it, like you say, at home, the complexity of the tie is completely different. It, had this been going to the, I think it's still called the John Lee's or the Kirkley Stadium, uh, John Smith uh, Stadium, or, or I think the official name is the uh, Kirkley Stadium, um, where Huddersfield play. It might, it may have been completely different, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I equally wouldn't be surprised if it is full strength, uh, Rodri playing, Diaz, Grealish. Foden, etc., etc., just because of the, the the gaps in between games. Um, I guess we will finish on a little bit of trivia. Um, I haven't prepped you for this, so uh, good luck. But I mentioned it before. The last time City played Huddersfield at the Etihad Stadium was back in August 2018. 6-1 winners for City. Um, my quick maths tells me they there were one, two, three, four different goal scorers for City that day. Um. If you want to, you can try and name the Huddersfield score as well for bonus points, so so maybe five. But how many of those do you think you'd be able to tell me, Adam, to wrap things off for the first week of January? A lovely little bit of trivia. Well, luckily for me, I've actually planned to cover this game for my Instagram page, uh, as in revisit it. But before I did start doing that, I can say I do remember the Aguero hat-trick when he he went quite wide in the chip. That was lovely. Um, Benjamin Mendy did he get two assists that day? I know we we don't really speak of that uh, man, but he was a Mendy did get a, a flash. Goes telling me one. Um, do you remember the other fella who got the assist for the uh, Guerrero chip? Um, in a word, no. But I might I'd hazard a guess at David Silva because that was quite a significant day for Silva because he came back with Mateo, his son, before kick off. Yes, he did, and then he scored a lovely um, free kick. There's another one, but Which it was uh, certain Edison who got the assist ah, of for course. the. Of course, yeah. Yes, yeah. I do remember that, um, yeah. So, two from four City goal scorers. I'm being a little bit cheeky with the final one because, um, I mean, good luck if you can get it. Guess it. But another City player, or at least was a City player at the time. Yeah, was it um, Gabriel Jesus? Correct, yes. And then that the was, own goal, um, was That it? was correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that was scored by a brother of a former City Academy player, Terence Congolo. That is unbelievable. Fair play. Um, obviously benefited a little bit by yeah. Eurovision pre yeah. uh, pre podcast. But um, who who was his brother? Because I I, I didn't Rodney know Congolo. That. He he played Rodney in like Congolo. like twenty 
13, 14, and like for a few years, went on loan to Doncaster and then then to the to Heronveen, I believe, in the Eredivisie. And then um, I don't know where he is now, actually, but I don't think he really took off like so he would have hoped back in the day. Mm, yeah, Doncaster and Heronveen, the um, illustrious yeah. uh, bastions of, of European football. He's currently at Roda, um, another Dutch team, uh, having had a season with Cosenza Calcio, um, obviously Italian, if you couldn't <laughs> guess by the accent. Um, any, any guesses at all for the Huddersfield goalscorer? Um, I don't know what the prize would be. It would be a massive round of applause if you could get <laughs> it. Uh I'm just trying to think back to that Huddersfield team because you had the likes of Aaron Moy, Steve Mounier, mm. um, Laurent he De, got the De assist, Poitre, but it wasn't um, him. It wasn't him. Uh, yeah, because I think they, they changed the team a bit that year from the team that got promoted. I think they had a few, they went splash a bit of cash, mm. but I'm not entirely sure. Um, a fella called, in fact, I've lost his name already, um, <laughs> Gorinch Stankovic. Uh. Um yeah, <laughs> one for the uh, one for the Premier League ages, I guess. It'll be it'll be someone we'll be uh, yeah mentioning in random conversations <laughs> in, in 10, 15 years to come. Um, I, I guess we'll call it a day. There, it's been it's been a blast previewing this game. Um, anything else to add, Adam? Before we get out of here, I guess the only thing we haven't really mentioned is is City's famous ten one win over Huddersfield. And if there was ever a time that could possibly be repeated, maybe it's on Sunday. I mean. Yeah, you, you can't you can't write it off. It's definitely a possibility. We did play Huddersfield in the FA Cup in 2017. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, fifth round, I believe. And we needed a replay there actually to beat them. And that mm-hmm. was when they were in the championship uh, in the promotion season. So never know. But then we got the job done at the Etihad. So hopefully we can do this. So do so again this weekend in the in just the one game. Not at any other games that we need to play. Yeah, um, City have never lost an FA Cup match against Huddersfield, one free, drawn free. So perhaps seventh time lucky for Huddersfield, but um, hopefully not. Uh, listeners, thank you very much. It's been another lovely week on the show. Do go back and listen to all of the episodes from the week if you haven't already. But until next time, which will be next Monday, hopefully celebrating another Manchester City FA Cup win. It's been a pleasure and we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 